0: Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 85. I'm Brando, I'm here with Ryan, and today we're going to start our brand new arc with a mono-whitelist. Now hit our theme song! Hey Ryan, we're back for yet another Whirlwind Adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. New week, new month, new arc. Whole bunch of exciting stuff coming up. Also means new giveaway and we're gonna hype our new videos on our sort of new youtube page new and improved youtube page i like that improved because there's actual videos on it yeah yeah what (laughs) youtube is for yes so that's neat those went up last week and not to to put too much emphasis on them but i just am really proud of them and i'm very happy that we are expanding our reach to our audience and uh thank you guys so much for the support in allowing us to do that yeah very much so uh you
1: say smash that like button on the video on the podcast i say listen until all the way till the very end because that helps i don't know that's that's like a youtube (laughs) thing make sure you watch until the very end is that a thing Ah, apparently. I don't know. Nah, I
0: don't know how that all works. I'm not a social media guy. Leave that up to you. Our videos don't
1: actually have like an extra on the end. It's just like we talk until the video's over and then boom, it's done.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes there's a funny little physical gag at the end. Do not Google that. Uh, correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible.
1: So uh, I was going to say where do you want to start, but we already started on YouTube, so I guess let's get into it. Check out the YouTube channel. We are... In the process of, um, I don't know, what what's the word? Storyboarding? Uh, more stuff. Yes,
0: yes, that is true.
1: And uh, we're going to try to launch maybe a video every week, but we do record multiple things at once and then work through the editing process. So
0: there is kind of a, a backlog of, of how we how we do it. Yeah, there's a there's a learning curve involved in oh, this oh. and a, <laughs> and a time investment that comes along with it. And we're both doing our best, but we both do have other stuff that we do. So we're we're doing our best and we'll start churning out content uh as we have time, but also we're gonna make an effort to do it because you guys have kind of asked for it, <laughs> which is got which is great. And it's lots of fun. Yeah, we have a really good time I this.
1: actually had fun doing it. I am excited to Get back in front of the camera now that we've got a couple under our belt that are out on the internet at large, as we called it last week.
0: Running around in the wild.
1: you Maybe drink some beers, do a couple videos. Uh, That sounds like things that I want to do or would like doing.
0: Yes. So, I don't know, maybe this weekend we'll do some more. Yeah, so check those out, and thank you again so much for all of your support. I will drink beer either way. Me too. Very
1: excellent. You had mentioned new giveaway. New giveaway. Oh, baby.
0: So this arc, we've got a very comprehensive, we hope, level-up arc that's going to both give you some cool deck ideas and give you some kind of spicy ideas on how to spruce up some decks that might be a little bit lackluster without, shall we say, investing a whole bunch of money in a mana base.
1: That's right. You say comprehensive arc. This is going to be probably our longest arc ever. Yeah, It's going to take us damn near to the end of 2018, and the goal is to, like you said again, level up some of the newer members of CCO Nation, but also give maybe maybe the more experienced listeners or viewers on YouTube, because we're going to incorporate it into the YouTube content, uh, give the more experienced players a new lease on the things we're talking about. Yeah, you get stuck in, you know, this is what this does, or, you know, this is how you play this color or whatever. And I think that as the king and president of CCO Nation, we haven't called ourselves that for a long time. No, we haven't. It is our duty to CCO Nation to flip some stuff on its head.
0: Yes, and we love doing that, like a pile driver.
1: Yeah. You came up with the name and kind of the concept for the arc. Why don't you give us a quick rundown?
0: We're going to call it the arc of the mono problematic instead of the arc of the monochromatic where we take the individual colors of magic in this case this week mono white and we're going to build a deck in this case one that i physically own in real life that suffers from the big problem of that color and using nothing but that color and no big money infinite combos we're going to try and fix it
1: yeah super easy to take whatever color you want dump a bunch of mana Money,
0: <laughs> same thing. <laughs> the
1: mana of real life. Dump a bunch of money into it, you know, like Lion's Eye Diamond, Oreoch Salvager, Bomberman combo. You know, uh, Mana Crypt, Mana Vault, Grim Monolith. No, we're not going to do that because not everybody just has like a thousand dollars to dump on five cards.
0: Especially if they're playing mono white If they have a thousand dollars to dump on five cards, you're probably just going to play something better.
1: <laughs> yeah, play a different color. <laughs> uh, so yeah, looking at the shortcomings of white how to work around them, or we're going to talk a whole bunch about card advantage on today's show. What does card advantage mean for white? How does it get it? How do you leverage it? Because it's not physically drawing cards like it might be in
0: uh, blue or green or black. Who are we doing today? First, the giveaway. Oh, I forgot about the giveaway. I'm so excited. Now, part of the arc of the monochromatic is we're going to do monocolored decks. And what we thought would be... Fun for us, and since it's getting close to Christmas as well, a deck giveaway. Close. Oh, we're 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 hoping to level up some decks this week, and what we're going to be doing is giving away a mono white deck. No. Oh, Jesus! Just wait. <laughs> just wait. I'm a excited. Second. What we're going to do is every week we do card, card of the, of week. the week. Week. week, and what we're going to do this week is we are going to foil out our six cards of the week. Six, at least six, at least six, at least six, foil cards of the week, and we're gonna give them away. They better be dang good cards. Sometimes we play bad cards. Not this week. We're fixing problems this this month this arc, Ryan. We're fixing problems, and the things that fix fix problems are always good, and everybody likes foil cards.
1: Oh, I'm so excited!
0: So that means we can't really tell you right now what we're giving away each week, but. Each week we're going to add a new card to the giveaway, and as you guys listen along, uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, wherever else you want to follow us. We'll get into that in just a second. You'll see what cards get added after each episode, and we're going to build a neat little package for you guys, and we'll get it sent off to you, and hopefully it'll arrive at your house in time for Christmas. Ooh. Will there be any extra goodies in there? I'm sure there will be. I mean, everybody likes Sweet Basics.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I like to level up my basics. I would never expect anybody to play with a non-foil basic. What's your What's your favorite basic? Mountain. No. What's your favorite kind of foil basic? Full art foil basic.
1: Sure. Yeah. Is that it? It is. Some people like like alpha or beta, or if you can't afford the like ten dollar basics, whatever. Uh, they'd like the unlimited ones that have the word tap, but they're white bordered. Some people like those.
0: Those are, I have some of those kicking around. Some
1: people like... Uh, everybody likes the Grand Prix ones that we got at GP Vegas this oh, year. Oh, those are cool. Those are cool. I like foil Old Border.
0: I like the Ammon Cat Full Art foils. Those are the ones I like the oh, best. Yeah. Those are my favorite ones. They got the Talon Gate on them. They got the pyramids and the whole desert motif. That's my jam.
1: Very excellent. CCO Nation, get at us on Twitter at CCO Podcast or at CCO Brando for... Telling us your favorite basics.
0: Yeah, we got a few weeks to come up with them, and whichever one gets the most votes, maybe those are the ones that we'll focus on picking up for the end of the arc.
1: Okay, how do we win said card Card of the of the week?
0: How do we win? We're being a little bit more specific with this giveaway, and we're trying to push people to our new YouTube page. So a like, a follow share on any of our youtube videos between now and the end of the arc will get you entered in comment or subscribe will also get you in i mean subscribe you can only subscribe once but you can comment on every video if you want and we'll enter you for every time that you do that because you're helping us out you're supporting us and so we will enter you into the sweetest draw we've done in at least a week so without further ado should we should we talk decks do we want to run through social media coordinates in 30 seconds or less Oh, my God, you're killing me. Yeah. We are CCO Podcast on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see this week's list, last week's list, next week's list, and any other list that we talk about throughout the course of the show. We are CommanderCookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send us show suggestions, love mail, hate mail, what you think are the problems in monocolored decks, but no nudes.
1: Monocolored nudes. That's gross,
0: Ryan. That's gross. Sure. Oh. We're also Commander Cookout on iTunes, Google Play, Google Machine, YouTube, Facebook, Podomatic, EDHrec.com, Flipside Gaming, where you can use promo code CCOFU to get 10% off your entire order store-wide, and you can still get use promo code CCOFU on MTGOnslot.com to get 15% off of all of your stuff there to pimp your game outside the game, and you can find all of the stuff that I just said and way more on the official, official home of Commander Cookout Podcast on the entire internet, CommanderCookout.com. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I show those to Megan every week, and she just, like, sinks into her chair in sadness. Yes. Because she told me one time, like, ha, oh, that's pretty funny. And now I just show them to her all the time, and she's like, I hate you.
1: I sink into my chair every time as well. <laughs> but mostly because I'm trying to escape the sound. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that bad? Come on, man. Should we do a list? Let's do a list. And we should start with our general. First of all, let's let's do a little tease. What set's he from, Ryan? Oh. Oh, you know we're in you know we're in for some for some good times now, right? Saviors
1: of Krapagawa.
0: Oh baby, we are talking of course Rune Kitsune Ascendant. Say it again. Rune Tail Kitsune Ascendant. He is a fox monk 2-2 two, two for white 2 and he says when you have 30 or more life, flip him. And then you rotate him 180 degrees, and then the upside down print on the bottom of the card becomes right side up, and it says, prevent all damage that would be dealt to creatures you control. And he is now an enchantment.
1: A legendary enchantment. So it's not a creature anymore.
0: It's a legendary enchantment.
1: So this is what I thought. This would be the most CCO that we could build this deck. You don't cast him until you're below 30 life, so he remains a 2-2. And then you vulture on the crap out of them and kill somebody with general damage.
0: That is the most CCO thing we could possibly do. And now that you've said that, <laughs> damn it. Yeah, <laughs> now kinda. I have to. Okay, scrap the show. We're doing something yeah, else. Now I need a package to do that. <laughs> no, no, that is not what we're doing. So now, we're, we're talking five swords. We're talking jeet. We're talking grafted exoskeleton. Absolutely. Okay, Now we're, we're not actually doing that. We're not actually doing that. Please come back. Yes, come back.
1: Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So
0: Rune tail Kitsune
1: Ascendant flips to Rune tail's Essence and it prevents all damage to creatures you control and is a legendary enchantment. So it becomes a little bit harder to remove because it's an enchantment instead of a creature and it makes all of the damage that's dealt to your creatures be prevented.
0: So it kind of puts red and black off of its axis because now they they can't get your guys with damage or by attacking you and they can't really get rid of your enchantment either because they're red and black.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I guess red's mass removal or sweepers is damage based a lot of the time so that shuts that off and blacks, black has like um pestilence or pestilence demon. Like they got real wraths too so they could probably st- or just or just removal.
0: They just remove your stuff but it makes it so you have to spend a card to get rid of a thing. And that's we've talked about that lots. That's tempo. That's not really card advantage, but trading a card for a card is well, okay. You know
1: what when 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 we highlight some of the cards that make tokens, if if you play one card and get three tokens, one card and you get two tokens, like what's two tokens? Is that equivalent to one card? Who can say? In in attacking and blocking, maybe it is, but that is kinda how white gets its card advantage. It's gonna get it on board. And with something like Runetail's Essence, you're going to get your card advantage by your stuff not
0: dying. Yeah, and your stuff is incredibly durable. And maybe not in the build as it is right now, because we're going to talk after, the, after we do the actual deck tech and actually talk about the cards. My white pool, like the physical white cards I own, is very shallow. So this deck is built of things that I had in my house and... So it's got some missing includes that we're going to talk about later on in the show that more exemplify why having your dudes be harder to kill is really important.
1: I think this this is an excellent exercise for you as a deck builder and a player because you built with what you had, so you didn't spend a whole ton of money on the list.
0: I've spent uh, $11 on this list.
1: Oh, breaking the bank. Right? (laughs) So you spend $11 and you play this garbage pile of junk. Uh, Just uh, Go with me on it. Okay, you play this garbage pile of junk. So when you're playing something that's underpowered in the meta that it's in, you have to play the crap out of it. So you're going to forcibly learn where to get your card advantage, where to stick that instant speed, whatever. You're going to get as most out of every card as you can. I encourage people, whenever they can, whenever they do build a deck, build what you think that you want it to be like and then play it.
0: Absolutely, build that. Like, take the pile of a hundred, sleeve it, and play it. And then, the things that happen throughout the courses of games, tune for that. Don't just look at a list online and then build it, because you don't know what you're doing, and it might not be any fun for you. And you haven't really exercised any of your own creativity in building your deck.
1: How many? How many games do you think before you change anything? Barring any like crazy, obviously bad. I don't know what I was thinking. Barring that, or barring like, oh, I. I forgot I need thirty seven
0: lands and I only put thirty one in. Like or any of that stuff. Well I've already played we've played three games with it. I got blown out in one of them. I got just screwed in one of them and I won one of them Ooh. so so I think I'm gonna give it I'm gonna I already have some stuff I have a short list of things that will change as soon as I have the cards available to me but I'm gonna I think I'm gonna give it some time you're I kind of like this p- deck play it as it is yeah I like this deck and it's not gonna change a whole bunch because I, I like what it does i like the theory behind it and I like where it's kind of pointed and now that we've talked about it a lot and I'm gonna get some hopefully some suggestions from cco nation' I think I like where this deck is going to go.
1: Specifically, what's going to change in this deck, I think, is you're probably going to take a version of something and just replace it with a better version of something.
0: A more staxy version of something. No,
1: just more optimized.
0: Yeah, you're right. It is more it's, optimized.
1: It's not more staxy because you're not actually employing that strategy. But Hell no. Just as an example, if there's a 2-2 two, two for 3 and the same effect exists on a 2-2 two, two for 2
0: obviously you
1: play the two two yeah.
0: for two because it costs less mana exactly and yeah. there's lots of those coming out uh, that we'll talk about again later in the show
1: now a little bit different this week we are going to group similar effects together for brevity's sake so we can do a little bit more theory talk on some of the uh mono white kind of weird stuff that we want to cover yes so i'm going to start off right away with the mass removal package by my count there are nine let's call them sweepers things like day of judgment descend on the sinful final judgment fumigate Martial coup mass calcify terminus phyrexian rebirth and wrath of god
0: boom lots they that's all also, kill everything that's also the entire sorcery section
1: oh there you go yeah <laughs> so when we look at targeted removal we've got seven of those and your crib swap your divine offering your path to exile your source shares. those are all in there Right, And they kill an artifact or a creature or exile something. Cool. We all know that those are good cards because you're spending one mana to kill like an 8-8 creature.
0: And that's never bad. That's that tempo advantage we were talking about lots in the last arc.
1: And super, super important in white because it has ways to kill creatures, kill enchantments, kill artifacts. And if you're spending less mana to kill them and your one card to kill their more expensive one card... That is good. That is tempo advantage. White
0: also has that removal, and this is key, removes it. It doesn't kill it. There's no getting it back because it's gone. It's exiled. And that's important to note.
1: There's like two cards in all of Magic that get something back from exile.
0: Are they both green?
1: Uh, One is white and one is green. Excellent. That I can think of.
0: There, There might be more, but if there's more, let us know. You have all of our social media coordinates.
1: Very much so. Now the creature suite i do want to spend some time on this we've got 30 creatures and i think white gains all of its card advantage on board because there are zero card draw spells in this deck correct and you specifically didn't put a couple in because you didn't want to just lean on that and say this is how you make it good
0: Cor- that's also correct. That's exactly why I didn't do so, it. So what didn't you include? Skull Clamp. Infiltration Lens is the other one. Both of them are equipments. Both of them draw you two cards by using your weenie tokens to draw cards.
1: And Mind's Eye, you mentioned before we recorded as well.
0: Yeah, that's that's a sellout one. We're not doing that.
1: You know what? I, I actually... Now, Skull Clamp,
0: awesome. Yeah, Skullclamp will go in this deck eventually once we kind of get it tuned up, but for the purposes of this list, we're not going to play it because it's kind of the it's the obvious way out.
1: Infiltration Lens and Mind's Eye, I feel, are kind of traps. Infiltration Lens, you have to attack. It's an equipment, and then you have to attack with it.
0: And it has to get blocked.
1: Okay, so just don't block it. What's your biggest guy besides, like, She got some big creatures, but mostly that's not what
0: you're doing. Yeah, you're looking at 1 1s, 2 2s.
1: Yeah. And mind's eye, you have to pay one every time somebody else draws a card. You're going to pay your one white that you have left over after you spend, you know, five mana on your turn to draw a card, right? Like, no. Yeah, it's... it's it's kind of a trap card. We've got some suggestions down at the end of the show for um, scrying and drawing in white. Yes. So let's do the creatures. Let's find some of these weird includes. Start with Academy Rector. This is a weird one because I didn't think, A, that you owned this card, and B, that we were going to talk about $80 cards. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oops. Yeah, we are.
1: Uh, this is friend of the show, F.U., Jesse, one of his favorite cards. It's a 1-2 for 4. Sounds terrible. When it dies, you can exile it to find an enchantment from your library, put it onto the battlefield.
0: Now, I play this one for Two specific reasons. Okay. Uh, one of them is Heliod, God of the Sun, which we'll get to in a bit. Because mm-hmm. if I happen to have a bunch of mana, it pumps out tokens like Mad, which will interact with some other cards again that we're going to talk about later. The other one is Divine Visitation, new card from Return to, Return to Return to Return to Return to Return to Ravnica, that turns all of your tokens into 4-4 Flyers with Vigilance.
1: Yes, turns all your 1-1 Soldiers into Sarah Angels.
0: yes. And that's awesome. And sometimes you just need to find that card.
1: You are using a 4 mana 1-2 as a way to onboard, get card quality, or let's call it token advantage, which does translate into card advantage. When you can start to gang block, or when you can start to deter attacks to other people because you've got chump blockers, or swarms of tokens.
0: Yeah, and this, when the swarms of tokens will eat you alive, you're way less likely to get attacked. If I have 10 1-1s, one it's like, whatever, I'll just trample over you and kill you. If I have 10 4-4s, four you're probably still going to attack me because you want me to die, I'm going to kill you, but you're probably not going to get through. That's right. Next up, we have Adorned Pouncer. Now, this is a weird one, but
1: you are going to get some recurring advantage out of it. So 1-1 one one for 2 with double strike, so really it attacks for 2, fine. It's got Eternalize, White, White, 3. You can return it from your graveyard to the battlefield as a 4-4. Four, four, yes. Um, with Double Strike.
0: With Double Strike. So the
1: attacks are 8. Correct. So, again, you are looking at getting it back onto the battlefield after you've got some amount of use out of it. You've dinked somebody for two, four, six damage, or you've blocked.
0: Yeah, maybe he's blocked all day. He's you know, 2 damage to an incoming attacker, one of which is first strike. is not negligible. Next up we have Avon Mind Sensor.
1: Uh we talked about this guy last week, didn't we?
0: Sure did. Last week? Sure. Recently, yeah.
1: He's got Flash, flying 2-1 when he enters the battlefield. People can only opponents can only search the top four cards of their library.
0: That's forever. That's the static effect.
1: Yeah, so he's yeah. gonna shut off advantage that you're not playing in this deck save for Academy Rector.
0: Exactly. Burnished Heart.
1: Burnished Heart. Another way to get some kind of recurring card advantage or mana advantage if you can recur him. So he's a 2-2 th- two, two for 3. He's 3, sack him, search for 2 basics, put him into the battlefield tapped.
0: It's a ramp spell. Yeah. Captain of the Watch. Aha,
1: another way to get advantage on board. 3-3 three, three, Vidge for 6. Other soldiers get plus 1, plus 1, and Vig. Okay, fine. When he enters the battlefield, you get 3 soldiers. They're all 1-1s. One, they all turn into
0: 2-2s. You get 3 2-2s two, with Vidge.
1: So this speaks to me both in efficiency and that token advantage or that board presence advantage because you're getting you're getting 9 power for 6 mana.
0: That's a pretty good... That's green style straight up. Yeah, I is. like it. How about Children of Corlys?
1: This is okay. So this is a 1-1 one, one for 1. Sack it. You gain life equal to the life. You've lost this turn. So if you get alpha struck... As long as you don't die, you can get it all back. And it is recurrable with your Sun Titan that you're playing. I think Cat's out of the bag. we got to let people know we're playing Sun Titans so we can continue to point to it because yes. it's a very powerful card in this deck. How about Crovax, Ascendant Hero? He's a 4-4 four, four for 6. He's a color-shifted card originally from t- uh, Planar Chaos? Yes. Yeah. Other white creatures get plus 1, plus 1. Non-white creatures get minus 1, minus 1. He might even act as a pseudo-wrath. If somebody else is playing tokens.
0: He's kind of like Knight of Souls Betrayal for everybody who isn't playing white.
1: Yeah, like a mini Elishnorn is what I am Ooh, yeah. more liking him to. He's also got pay two life, return them to your hand. So you've got two cards in a row that reference life. Um, I think there's going to be a common theme that when you gain life, you can actually just start taking attacks off your chin and leverage your life total like that. Kind of like black does to draw cards, except in white you're just taking it because you can gain it back incidentally.
0: You're trying hard not to not to not to die.
1: I'm not going to say incidental life gain is super good in mono white and that's the route that you take, but it sure doesn't hurt over the course of the game if you can gain 10 or 15 life. That's going to negate, you know, some major attacks that have happened mm-hmm. or some things that would have been obvious blocks to kill your thing and you're just like no i'll take it and you keep your thing and then you gain that life back over the course of the game
0: next up we have darien king of keldor
1: oh yeah six drop three three whenever you are dealt damage you can get that many one one white soldiers
0: or if you have divine visitation that many four four angels
1: that is great, but remember what I just said. You're more apt to take it off your chin now because you're gonna get a whole bunch of one ones. And remember, they can't take damage. So after you get them, you can just block with them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How about eight and a half tails?
1: Two two for white white. You pay white one. Target permanent, you control, gains protection from white until end of turn. Okay, that's weird. You pay one, target spell or permanent becomes white until end of turn. Cool. So everything that you play is white. Who cares? Yeah. You just pay one to make a permanent or a spell. White. I'm going to dooblade your guy.
0: Yeah. No, not anymore, you're not. Yeah. So excellent.
1: You can block for days. If you don't have your commander, you can just block and make their thing white.
0: Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Felidar Cub.
1: Okay. This kind of card is one of the ways that white specifically gets its card advantage on the table. White, one, two, two. Sack Felidar Cub. Destroy target enchantment. Perfect. So, I'm going to swing in at you with my Felidar Cub for two damage. If you block with your 3-3, I'm going to sack it and kill your enchantment. Yeah. So you're not going to block it because then your thing dies, right? Or-
0: And then I get you for two and I sack it and kill your thing anyway and you look like an asshole.
1: Not yet you don't. Yeah. Not yet you don't. Remember, you're learning how to play Mono White. All right. You're going to keep hitting him for two until that enchantment is either going to give him too much value- or he decides to block because he's done taking two damage. Then you just kill his thing. I dig it. That's important.
0: It is. Okay, moving on. Here's my favorite card on the deck. Yes. This is my favorite card. so bad. It's not, it's not card of the week, though, I promise. It's Golden Glow Moth. A 0-1 flyer for one. Whenever he blocks, you gain four life. But with our commander's enchantment, it blocks forever. He doesn't take damage. It just blocks everything forever and you just gain life.
1: I really like that. That's so sick. And you can use that life
0: f- for taking hits. Yeah, and and also beautiful in foil.
1: Very much so. I actually have a foil of that. Still not going to be card of the week.
0: No, not card of the week. So we already talked with this guy a little bit, so Ryan will just run down what he does. Heliod, God of the Sun. Four drop,
1: five, six, indestructible. Devotion to white has to be five or more, or else he's just an enchantment. Okay, fine. Other creatures you control have Vidge. Excellent, because then they can block and attack, and they don't take damage when they block because you're commander. That's right. Sweet. Block for days. White, white, two. You get a 2-1 white cleric enchantment creature token onto the battlefield. Nice. It's a mana sink. Mana sink for days, yeah, because you've got a whole bunch of ways to generate recurring mana with your Sun Titan.
0: Correct. Call me a false hope.
1: 1-1 for white. Sack Commie of False Hope. Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn. Again, a way to deter tax from you to another person. That is virtual card advantage because they're spending their card's worth of damage to go to someone else. Yes. Knight of the Holy Nimbus. This is a weird one. White, white for a 2-2 with flanking. And if it's destroyed, regenerate it. And somebody, anybody can pay 2 to make him not be regenerated this turn. Neat. They got to spend mana in addition to the mana that they're spending already to kill him. So
0: he just taxes them for two. He's on the chopping block. He's just there because I have one, but he's a cool card still. Yeah. Knight of the White Orchid is next. This one not <clears throat> on the chopping
1: block. 2 two first striker for white-white. When he enters the battlefield, if an opponent controls more lands than you, you search for two planes, put them onto the battlefield. One planes. Sorry, one planes. So he's going to find you mana. He's a mana dork for sure.
0: How about Kythian Hero of Akros? Uh, okay, so this, I don't even
1: know what this does. You I'll, read this. Stupid- I'll do it
0: real fast. He's a 2-1 human soldier for white, and he has white 2. He's indestructible until end of turn. And at end of combat, if it and two other creatures attacks, it flips over into a... And once he flips over, he turns into Gideon Battleforged, a three-loyalty planeswalker that has... Plus two, up to one target creature has to attack him during its controller's next attack step, or plus one, tar- untap a creature you control, it becomes indestructible, or zero, it does the Gideon thing where he turns into a I think it's a four four indestructible. It doesn't take damage and he he's a shitty planeswalker, but again, it's a one drop that I own, so he's there.
1: And he's gonna get you some some recurring advantage. He is.
0: He'll he'll get you something. Yep. Alright, how about Leon and Arbiter?
1: 2-2 two, two for 2. Players can't search libraries. Any player may pay 2 for that player to ignore this effect until end of turn.
0: How about Martyr of Sands? Here's
1: another life gainer reoccurring advantage thing with your Sun Titan. I really like it. 1-1 one, one for white. You can pay 1, reveal X white cards from your hand, sack Martyr of Sands. You gain 3 times X life. Nice. So, uh, you reveal either creatures or wrath effects. You don't, you don't tip your hand for your instant speed removal, but if you reveal like Wrath of God and Day of Judgment and Final Judgment, you gain three times three. You gain nine life off of that, and nobody wants to play creatures because they're just going to play them right into your three Wraths.
0: And they're going to eat shit, and they know that.
1: Yeah, and they're... They're ra- you're rathing the table doing that without even casting your wrath.
0: We talked about that a couple of shows ago. We're like, that wrath just sitting there, you know it's coming. Nobody wants to play into it. It's yep. perfect. It's, I like it. It's a great political card. Next up, we have Mirren Crusader. 2-2 two, two for
1: 3, double strike, pro black, pro green. Just an efficient body there. He's not a soldier, so he's not going to get some of the advantage. But um, he's certainly not going to take damage. I don't know. I think maybe he could be one of your cuts again. Efficiency isn't giving you anything in terms of uh, onboard advantage.
0: Correct. Next up, we have Plague Mirror.
1: I know why this is in here. It's a CCO staple. Yes. And there's another reason as well. It's a 2-2 for 1 with Infect. You can tap him for a colorless mana. If he somehow gets a whole bunch of plus 1, plus 1 counters on him, eh, Maybe? he can just attack for lethal.
0: Nothing wrong with that.
1: Nothing wrong with that.
0: I like that. How about Precinct Captain?
1: This guy's cool too. White, white for 2-2. That's a theme. First strike. Human soldier. Whenever he deals comp, he, she, he deals combat damage to a player. Put a plus one. Put a 1-1 white soldier creature token onto the battlefield.
0: He's tremendous. He's very good. Yeah. Now this card is just a, he's a placeholder. I have one. He was foil. I put him in and it's Revered Dead. Revered. Revered Dead. Revered. I like Revered. (laughs) I like Revered. Revered Dead. By Tyrese Nielsen. (laughs) 1-1 for two. White, regenerate him. It's a drudge skeleton. Oh, yeah, it is. That's what it is. (laughs) Next up, we have Soul Warden. Oh, man. 1-1 for white. Whenever a
1: creature enters the battlefield, gain a life. Whenever a creature.
0: How about Squall Drifter? Squall.
1: 1-1 flyer for two. You can pay white and tap him to tap a creature. Now, I included that in your uh, targeted removal section. Because
0: there's your one mana. Remove a dude from combat. Essentially, like he can't be used anymore. He's out of the way. He (laughs) might as well be removed. He's very cool. Yeah. Can we talk about this guy lots already? Sun Titan? 6-6 Vig, giant
1: for 6. When he enters a battlefield or attacks, you get a 3-drop or less back onto the battlefield. So your Burnished Heart, your Martyr of Sands, your whatever that died, you're going to get him back. Your Wall of Omens? Yes, your Wall of Omens. When he enters the battlefield, draw a card. Hey, that's your one card draw spell. I thought that Sun Titan was the closest analog to draw a card in this deck, but no Wall of Omens is because it says draw a card on it.
0: Yes. You know what else you can get back with Sun Titan? Thalia, Heretic, Cathar. Yeah, 3-2 for three, first first strike,
1: human soldier, creatures and non-basic lands your opponent's control, enter the battlefield, tapped. Just a way to slow them down if anything has haste. It gives you an extra turn to plan.
0: The last creature is a white knight.
1: White, white for a 2-2 human knight, first strike, pro-black. Another potential cut, but, I mean, he's got pro-black, so even if you don't have your commander, you can dink the black player a bunch of times.
0: He'll be cut from the team immediately. Sweet, sweet? Sweet, sweet. I like it. Let's do some inst- the remaining instants real quick. They
1: both go into the same category, Secure the Waste and White Sun Zenith. Both instant speed give you X tokens.
0: Correct. Also an Enlightened Tutor. Finds an enchantment or artifact, puts it on top of your library.
1: Uh, super important, for sure. Going back to the, the the token makers, though, instant speed, you can do it at the end of the turn after you've gotten a bunch of advantage from your Sun Titan and Burnished Heart. You've got like 10 mana on the battlefield. It's like, boom, I'll make 6, 8, 10, whatever, 1-1 tokens. If you found your Cathars Crusade with your Enlightened Tutor, now you've got 10 10-10s. 10, if you've got yeah. your anointed procession. Now you've got 20, twenties.
0: Yeah. Like that lots. We already talked about Divine Visitation. We you
1: got also... 2424s if you got all three of those. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, all right. Let's do some let's do the remaining enchantments. You already talked anointed procession, Catherine's Crusade, Divine Visitation. How about Ghostly Prison? Ghostly
1: Prison taxes people for two mana if they want to attack you. Somebody has to pay mana to do something to you. They're just gonna do it to somebody else. That card saves you damage. And if it doesn't, it costs them mana.
0: will oh, rest in peace.
1: Enters the battlefield, exile graveyards. Yep. And if something would go to the graveyard, exile it. Little bit of a nonbow with your Sun Titan, but it is going to shut off any graveyard shenanigans that are probably better than Sun Titan because they're in black. Yeah, sometimes
0: huh. you just have to own reanimator. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to do that. Retreat to a Myria.
1: Ooh, four drop with landfall. When you play a land, you get a 1-1 core ally or creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. If you have like a fetch land or something, you can give plus two, which is great. Yeah. Myriad Landscape gives plus three. Yeah. That's okay. That's like an overrun without trample. That's okay.
0: Okay. Seal of Cleansing. Another
1: Rattlesnaker. If if you attack me, I'll kill your enchantment because you just sacrifice Seal of Cleansing to destroy an artifact or enchantment for two mana.
0: Here's a card that I was shocked at the price.
1: This shocked. card is so expensive. Ruined Halo. White, white. As Rune Halo enters the battlefield, name a card. You have protection from the chosen card. That's it. Name somebody's commander. After you're the only two players in the game, name somebody's commander. Name somebody's whatever.
0: I played it against Smitty, and I got con- I got protection from his Niv-Mizzet. Niv-Mizzet Perun. I don't think that deck could have killed me.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think in so. In that case. Excellent.
0: Oh like the last one. Ryan says it's a trap card. I think it's a trap card where people lean too heavily on it. So let's talk Endless Horizons.
1: Okay. White, three. When it enters the battlefield, search your library for any number of planes, exile them. Then, at the beginning of your upkeep, you may put a planes card you own or remove from the game, exiled with Endless Horizons, into your hand. So you draw your card and you get a planes. So you always get a planes. Yes. Unless they destroy it. Also yes. What if you don't, like, if you remove all your planes so you can always draw two cards and they destroy it, then you have no more land in your deck?
0: You never do that. Never, ever.
1: Okay. So you remove five planes cards with it. You get your planes during your turn. Then you draw planes. Now you've just got two planes in your hand when you wanted to draw a normal card.
0: That is super shitty. And I think it's a trade-off that you have to take for a little bit of mana fixing in white. The most I've ever removed with an Endless Horizons is four. Ooh, not very many. Not very many, because it it gives you... you, White's cheap. It's inexpensive to play most of your spells. So those... You've already got four, because you played Endless Horizons. You get at least four more. You're guaranteed four more. You're not, because
1: they can just destroy it, and you don't get any
0: more. Unless they destroy it. Yes. But... Let's just pretend that they're going to be worrying more about your Sun Titan and your Iona and your Avacyn and all these other things that they're going to try and destroy. And they'll kind of leave your hey, Mana Fixer alone. Hold on a second. We didn't cover Iona or Avison in the Creature Suite. We're playing Iona and Avison in the Creature Suite. They are bomb-ass <laughs> motherfuckers, and you need to watch out for them. Um, so Endless Horizons, I think, would fly under the radar long enough for you to get two or three. And if you miss one or two planes off of it, no big deal. And you don't play it when you have a mitt full of planes, and then you just hope. You just hope. A lot of this deck is about hope and luck, which I think is lots of fun, where every draw you make is either going to be something awesome, or it's going to be a planes.
1: Yeah. You know what I like? You know what? I I like finding endless horizons when you have, like, ten planes already, and then you just nuke the rest of the planes out of your deck, so it's only gas. I like (laughs) it then. Sure. I also like it less than land tax. Maybe... If you get a Lantax, you put it in instead.
0: Yes, I don't have one, so here we are. All right, let's talk some artifacts. Eight of them. Let's start off with a Chroma's Memorial.
1: This is how you take that token advantage we were talking about and drive it all the way home.
0: Right into their butts.
1: Seven drop. Legendary artifact. Creatures you control have flying. First strike. Vig. Tramp. Haste. Protection from red and from black. I had to actually read all of those abilities. That's so
0: many things. It's so good. Next up, we have a card that's going to go along with something that I'm going to talk about after we're done, the creature suite. I just haven't put it in yet, in Ashnod's altar.
1: This is kind of weird. Three drop, sack a creature, get two colorless mana. Uh, You could sack all your current tokens to pump your X token making spells and then get a bunch of life with your soul
0: warden. There's another thing that you can do with it, and I'm going to talk about it in a second. Okay. Next up, we have Explorer's Scope. One drop equipment, equips for one when
1: equipped creature attacks. Look at the top card of your library. If it's a basic land card, if it's a land card, you can put it onto the battlefield tapped. So It's kind of like ramp. We're trying. Okay. We're trying hard. Gilded Lotus. Definitely a ramp card. Five drop for tapping. Uh, you tap it. <laughs> That's how that <laughs> works. And you get three mana of any one color. In this case, I would imagine you get white. Definitely. Yes. I have a Sol Ring, mm-hmm. Thought Vessel. No max hand size, two drop that gives you one. I think the two drop that gives you one mana are super underrated because all of them do something else as well.
0: For this one, I I just don't have one. I didn't have one handy. It should be a fractured power stone. Uh, That's lets you roll the planar die. Oh, yeah. But just because it has more. Because with white, you're never going to have ten cards in your hand. Yeah. So this is kind of pointless, but it'll get switched out. Next up, we have Ward of Bones. I
1: like this guy. Six drop. Each opponent who controls more creatures than you can't cast creature spells. The same is true for artifacts, enchantments, and lands.
0: It forces people to deal with you at parity. Gets down to your level, essentially. If you're hosed, they're hosed.
1: The only thing I see about this... Is if you are starting to make tokens, everybody can cast lots of creatures, but your creatures get all the damage prevented to them, so you can just block. Correct. So unless you're getting out-tokened, you're probably okay.
0: Next up, lastly, we have Wayfarer's Bobble.
1: One drop, pay two, tap, sack, and you search your library for a basic land,
0: put it onto play, tapped. Yeah.
1: And uh, again, lots of those work well with Sun Titan.
0: Correct. Yeah, I like it. And that's the whole deck. Yeah, what do you think? I think it's okay for a first attempt. Okay. Um, some
1: it, some stinkers. It's got
0: some stinkers. It's got some holes, some glaringly obvious includes that I should have made. Like, probably good, av- or not Avacyn, good Planeswalker, white, white, four, makes three guys for her plus ability.
1: Yeah, Elspeth's son's champion. Yeah, she
0: should probably be in here. That card is really good. Yeah, but I don't have one, mm. so she's not in. I don't really want to get one, so the odds are she's probably not going in. <laughs> Honestly, I don't want to be the guy that plays Avicen's son's champion. So
1: Elspeth. Elspeth, Avison, whatever. Whatever. I'm shut up. Strengths and weaknesses?
0: Let's do some strengths and weaknesses.
1: Okay, so we're gonna roll the strengths and weaknesses into what we already talked about with the token advantage and the gaining card advantage by affecting the board state, your wraths, your tokens, your Achromas memorial, and your ward of bones. We're gonna roll the weaknesses into the things that you're hinting at including besides elf so strength i think this kind of deck can switch gears you can go kind of control almost staxy in the early game with your thalia and your ward of bones i know that's that's not super early because it's the six drop but if you hit a couple mana rocks then people just can't do their game it can switch gears into the end game with token production and avacyn and um anointed procession blah 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 and play early or Agro. Or vice versa. You can hit your one drop, two drop, three drop, four drop, and just start banging people for ten damage. And then in the late game, you get some you get your Avicen and then you just block all day. You wrath because they can't kill you. Like Avicen keeps your things alive. Wrath, 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 wrath until you can alpha strike pretty cool switches gears
0: Yeah, I like that a lot and it's it doesn't suffer from that Whoa, well, my all of my two two weenies are getting killed off on your creatures late game because they don't take damage from attacking even if you're only swinging in for two you're still maybe getting rid of some of their small blockers their token blockers their utility creatures because you're swinging at them with eight guys that don't die and they have vigilance from eight different things so you're attacking you're blocking and while you're only whittling eventually that that's gonna win That's how rivers get made.
1: Very much so. And even if you're not the one that knocks the player out, if somebody's at 20 because you've been dinking them the whole game and then some other player hits them for the last 20 all at once... You can take half the credit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like it. Gains advantage in atypical fashions. Remember we said, I've got this rattlesnake card. If you attack me, I'll kill your thing. Oh, then you're going to attack
0: somebody else. You can play a highly... Political game with this deck because you can just. Say, why are you attacking me? I'm just going to block it. I did that in the first game where Evan had that big, that kraken, thing that makes squid tokens, and it was like chasm a chasm skulker, and it's a nine nine, and he's not going to attack me because I have a one one that won't die. Very much. So. so why would you bother attacking me? So he attacked you and Smitty for the whole game. Yep. Because he couldn't get through me. It's a very political deck. It gives you advantage that way.
1: Here's one we didn't cover in uh, in the in the deck tech proper. You're playing thirty six land. In mono-colored decks, there is so much room for utility. What do we always say?
0: Play utility lands, kids. V-
1: moving over to the weakness. Sizz. Plural.
0: <laughs> Can I say the first one? Sure. It's mono-white, and white isn't very strong. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This deck specifically, with your on-purpose excludes, no card draw. The, very little card, no card draw. draw. Yeah. It doesn't get real card advantage that is cards in hand that used to be in your library and even if it did it doesn't play any huge meaningful fast mana or huge mana like like black can get for example right so even if you did somehow draw 10 cards what are you going to do cast like two spells
0: you're going to cast two of them and they're probably going to be small
1: then you're going to discard unless you get your uh Thought Vessel, in All which right. case you just, like, wasted a mana, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, whatever. So, I don't know. What do you think the weaknesses are after playing this particular deck three times? What, what kinds of things are you going to watch out for or try to avoid playing this deck three more times before you
0: change it? This is a deck that I dread the day when I sit down with something with a lot of synergy or is a really fast combo deck because it has no... It can switch gears. It can do all sorts of stuff, but it can't interact on either of those ax- axes. Mm-hmm. It it can't do that. So if you are gonna just use Zada to combo me and then kill me with a Etherflux Reservoir, what am I gonna do? I'm you gonna know be what? like okay,
1: I think I think it can interact, but you have no way to find that interaction. You are yeah. not you are not topping. You are not digging. You are not tutoring. If you are tutoring, you are tutoring for an enchantment. It's not like you can just instant speed tutor for your disenchant to get my. Ether Flux Reservoir before I storm. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's it's a can't dig. Yeah, and that's never good. The only cards you see are the cards that you draw off the top, and that's a severe limitation and it is i mean i guess i kind of built it in here on purpose but we're going to find ways around that or find ways of working with it Ooh, nice so maybe we roll into that right now i before that i just want to talk about one other weakness this is my big weakness in white sure and i just wanted to mention it real quick uh we can talk about it a little bit more if you like i think that white if you want to play it on its own has the shallowest card pool Huh. Like when we said we're playing Mono White, I guarantee you every single person in CCO Nation, and you're listening to this, you know that this is true, immediately off the top of your head said Swords Path, Wrath, Sun Titan, on down the list. Because White only has so many cards that do certain things. You thought Land Tax. You thought Disenchant because it's the best way of doing anything. Avacyn, Iona, they're, well, what else would I play? It's Mono White. What else are you going to do with it? You're not comboing so you got to play those cards and it kind of pigeonholes you white in itself has the Zata effect on it <laughs> the whole color cuz some of the stuff is just bad kytheon is just bad he's just a bad card specifically
1: bad in multiplayer commander yes i think that's yeah. important
0: yeah the cards aren't bad cards like they're super good at tempo there's they're good cards it's just not good when you're playing against a five-color Sliver Queen combo or against Big Daddy Black or a <laughs> super-tuned... Do not Google that! <laughs> or a really-tuned, even a, a a faster token list, like a Cranko list. Yeah. It's, it's going to be hard to, to fight through that. Cause more you're... Wraths. <laughs> I can't play any more Wraths, Ryan. I, I only <laughs> own one more, and it lets you keep some of your shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, not good. Okay, so let's talk about maybe how to improve this deck really quick mentor
0: of the meek on your list mentor of the meek is on my list
1: whenever you get a th- small dude power two or less you pay one you draw a card
0: it's like mine's eye but on a dude
1: and it costs less yeah and you can draw cards more often yeah which means you draw more cards
0: yes that's all, all of those things are good all those things are excellent
1: okay hundred handed one that's not on my list. Yeah. When he becomes monstrous, he can block 99 additional creatures. <laughs> Guess how much damage he takes by blocking 99 additional creatures? Zero. A big fat zero. <laughs> okay. 25 cents. Nice. I like that The value of your deck just went through the floor because you cut an expensive card for 100-handed one. Okay. (laughs) Um, Skull Clamp, we talked about. Infiltration Lens, we talked about. Yep. I like Classic from Ice Age. I've mentioned it on the show before. Inheritance. Enchantment for white. Whenever a creature dies, you can pay three. If you do, draw a card. So you're you're still paying mana to draw cards, but... You can do it whenever the hell you want when a creature dies.
0: I just remembered this one off the top of my brain. Weathered bodyguards. It's a 2-5 for white 5. As long as he's untapped, all damage that would be dealt to you is dealt to it instead. So you just
1: don't block or attack with him and just like, well, I guess you can block with and
0: him. And he's a soldier, so he'll have vigilance eventually. Yeah. And he'll just get beat down instead of you.
1: I think 100 Hand of one and him are both in the stock list on idiotic.com. Oh, and which is fine. Lots of things that can block additional creatures are in the Kitsune uh, Ascendant stock list and just lends itself back to our point that we're trying to make that you can achieve card advantage by not taking damage or negating cards that they've played by just blocking them and your thing not dying. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I now, like that. I have one more thing that I want to talk about. Okay. We're playing mono colors. This version we're playing white. You had mentioned that you're going to draw lots of planes. Yes. I would implore CCO Nation to most definitely play lots of utility lands in mono colors because they're going to let you get that advantage that we're talking about. Now, I'm talking about cards like New Banalia.
0: That's the one that when it dies, you s- get another planes? Or is that the one that when it comes into play, you scry?
1: You scry one. I'm talking about Terrain Generator. That's you, a good one. You can put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield but with that land's activated ability. It costs like f- two I something. think it's two and tap. Two and tap to get another land. Nycthos, Shrine to Nyx. You get color of your choice equal to your devotion to that color.
0: In white, you're going to have lots.
1: Yeah, with your Iona and your Avicen, that land is going to give you six mana. Nice. Temple of the False God. I know that you hate this card. I hate it. You feel like it's a trap. I hate it. But this card in a mono color list is going to let you get a little bit more advantage i hate it if you're playing fast mana or black you probably don't play it but in mono white you could make a case
0: cco nation you can play it i'm not gonna i like deserted temple i
1: like arch of araska that one actually lets you draw cards and then additional card drawing lands Drifting Meadows, Secluded Step, Desert of the True, they all have Cycling, and Windbrisk Heights. The hideaway white one, if you attack with three or more creatures, you get whatever's hid away underneath it.
0: Ooh, I like that one. For
1: just like a white mana or something. I
0: like that. So those are
1: all ways to get additional advantage in white.
0: Wish I had my pen to write that one down. Windbrisk Heights, that's really good.
1: I have them all written down. Excellent. You've got one more card, then we're going to go to the milk
0: list. I have two other cards I want to talk about. Two? Two. Actually, three. Let's say three. Real quick. I'm going to do them real fast. One of them is a card that I just want to put in this deck really bad because I hate it so much, and I want to be that guy. I want to know how <laughs> it feels. And that card is Sarah Ascendant. That's a 1-1 one, one for 1, where if you have 30 or more life, it becomes a 6-6 six, six flyer with lifelink.
1: Dude, that card is so dang good.
0: Th- now that, that's your turn 1. Yes. That's turn 1 every game. Holy crap. I like that card. I like that a lot. The other one, suggestion, uh, big F you out there to Dean Goody for bringing this one to my attention. Spirit of the Labyrinth, opponents can only draw one card per turn, brings down that parity. So white has the disadvantage it doesn't draw very many cards. Now everybody else has that same one card a turn handicap that you have. That's never bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like that
0: one. I also
1: like Aether Sworn Canonist. Players can only only play one spell per turn.
0: One non-artifact spell per turn. Uh, I'm okay with that. It's still pretty good. And the card, I made reference to this one uh, a little while ago. With Ashnod's Altar, I want to play it with Enduring Renewal, which is an enchantment for White White 2. Play with your hand revealed. Whenever you would draw a card, you reveal it instead. If it's a creature, it goes to your bin. If not, you draw that card. And then whenever a creature is put into your graveyard from play, you return it to your hand.
1: Okay.
0: So it lets me play all of my good things and just save them forever i can wrath sa- i can sack oh, all my yeah. dudes for mana to play a wrath wrath the board because you're all getting my your
1: creature back when you sacrifice it for mana
0: and then i can play all those dudes again
1: yeah and with your um
0: it's not an infinite cycle but i mean you could if you have a bunch of mana you could wrath the board save your sun titan sun titan sun titan sun titan sun titan or if somebody tries to remove your Avicen or your iona from the game. You sack them to get them back in your hand to save them.
1: And then anything small that you can do that a couple times with is going to be good with your um,
0: Soul Warden. Yeah. Gain you some life Or you could do it with Wall of Omens. There's all kinds of little advantage things that you can get. And, I mean, yeah, you're going to not draw any more creatures, but you'd only play this when you've got a few good creatures. So it's a good top deck when your hand's empty and you pull it up and you're like, oh, shit, but your dudes are sitting there. If they die, you get them back. I just like that spell. I like this card. Sure. This will give me an opportunity.
1: Lots of good ways it. Lots of good ways to cast that, or to play that card, for sure. Yeah. Should we do Milk List? How about
0: instead, we do Card Cards of the, week. Of the week. 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 Card of the week, week this week. First card in our giveaway. Oh, baby. Cather's Crusade. This
1: card goes, not in every mono white deck, but everyone that plays creatures. I got blown the hell out on this card, by this card,
0: uh, just this week. Yep. I played uh, Cathar's Crusade. Ryan didn't destroy it. We'll talk about that probably later on at some point. And then I followed it up with a martial coup for five or for five or six.
1: So you, the X was six. So you destroyed all creatures. Then you got six 1-1s. They all got plus six plus six from
0: Cathar's Crusade. And then I beat everybody to death with them.
1: Yeah, it was bad. I
0: went from being totally screwed to just two pump chomping the whole table excellent that was felt real good so if you want to win a foil cathars
1: crusade get onto youtube you can subscribe if you haven't already give us a comment and uh let us know what you think of the new video content
0: yeah so you help us improve and we'll try and upgrade your collection with some sweet cards starting with a foil cathars crusade
1: most deaf now milk list
0: That new and improved milk list. Very much so. So what
1: do we mean? We mean that we've got the top three cards from each color combination on EDHrec.com. Today, mono white.
0: Or as the kids like to call it, vanilla.
1: Okay. At the zero drop slot, most popular card, we aren't playing it because you're not playing any zero drops, but it is a quarter's shield. It's an equipment. No, I don't have it. It goes in SRAM Cheerios and like a bunch of different zero drop type you don't have it okay yeah the hell Um, with that card top three one drops let's look at these the top one drop as of this list swords to plowshares more than Sol Ring? by two decks
0: wow yep All right, but yes we are playing swords to plowshares
1: how about Sol Ring?
0: of course
1: Uh, how about Path to Exile? of course yeah okay so we're gonna count that as one (laughs) Melchus match yeah Yeah, we're not
0: gonna match all three at the two drop slot Swiftfoot
1: Boots nope hmm Oblivion Ring at three. Nope. Return to Dust at four. Nope. That might be an okay one. Cathars Crusade. Of course. Definitely playing that. Yeah. That's card of the week. Sun Titan at six. Death. Emiria Shepherd at seven. Nope. No, but that would be a good one to get additional advantage. When you drop a planes, you get a guy back from your graveyard to the battlefield. Oh, I like that. Yeah, definitely good. Reanimator in white.
0: I should play that, yeah.
1: Avicen, Angel of Hope. Yep. Nine is Iona, Shield of Emiria. Yeah. Yes. Stormherd. No. (laughs) No, I like that one, though. Ulamong the Infinite Gyre. Nope. Blightsteel Colossus. Nope. Emrakul the Promised End. Nope. Fast forward to 16 drop. Draco. What the (laughs) fuck? (laughs) It's in one list. What the hell? (laughs) I don't know. I like that guy, though. We should have him on. (laughs)
0: Uh, (laughs) We should find that guy and have him on What the hell's the matter with you? Yeah, what are you, some kind of lunatic? Uh, Five milk list matches. Speaks very closely to the shallow card pool. Yeah,
1: usually in your list, you'll have two or three milk list matches.
0: Today, five. Five, that's lots. You suck. And if you count all of those one-drop ones, it's seven. Yeah, that might as well be 100. Yeah, might as well just have all of them.
1: Speaking of 100, do you think we hit that on the spice calculator?
0: Well, based on what we just talked about, probably not, but let's see. Let's check.
1: Okay, well, based on two tutors in the list with uh, your Academy Rector and your Enlightened Tutor, 170 lists on edhrec.com for Kitsune. What's his name? Rune Tail? Rune Tail Kitsune Ascendant.
0: He, 16th most popular. It's super far. I honestly thought that he would be higher. I thought he'd be farther. Really? Like farther down. Oh, yeah. I thought that based on his ability, you'd want to play him. He's actually underneath Kytheon.
1: Yeah. And that card sucks. I think it's just because it's a one drop with two power.
0: But it sucks. Yeah. Play, play Isimaru Hound of Conda. It's better. It's better because it doesn't flip. You can keep damaging people. Right, you can <laughs> keep your commander damage. Oh, my
1: God. Mind you, you can deal four damage with Gideon once he's flipped. Average converted mana
0: cost, 3.27. That's classic EDH standard.
1: Yeah, it would be much lower if you didn't have the Avacyns and the Ionas and what have you, right? right. But uh, whatever. Critical turn, 5, 6, 8, tw- 22. Like, you're not breaking any land speed records.
0: No, never ever.
1: And optimal game size. Do you think this deck can can win the four-player, five-player, six-player games?
0: Truth be told, I think that this is the deck that you never, ever want to run into in a six-player game, and here's why.
1: That means that you think the deck is good the more players.
0: It is good the more players that you're playing against because your guys have mad staying power Yeah, the longer the game goes the more of your big ass shit you're going to get to play
1: more rattlesnake power
0: more rattlesnake power you're going on plus you're packing nine wraths
1: yeah and wraths get better when you have more opponents because you're going to get more cards with them
0: and you're the one that's going to be sitting there like nope doing nothing really you got some tokens but you know your guys aren't going to die there's lots of other targets people are attacking everybody else and then you just swoop in and knock ten off somebody and kill them then you wrath the board to make sure there's no crackbacks. Excellent. And you can do that over and over and over again.
1: Yep. And uh, I think we're the only guys on the planet that play six-player games. I entered it into the formula.
0: There it is. Two tutors,
1: uniqueness ratings, cards different than EDHRec.com stock list thirty-six. That's actually that's more than I thought. That's
0: decent. I actually thought that's more. That's more than I actually thought I was going to get. Spice
1: so. calculator. Punch it all in. Forty-six point six. It's the two tutors that hurt you.
0: Yeah, it's it's close. I think that it's close enough that it's, I think it would give you a, like we say, it's gear shifting. It's got lots of different modes it can go into. Varied gameplay experience. That's what we're for. And it's close enough to the 50 test that I'll count it.
1: I, you know what? I got this. You don't want to spend $80 on the Academy Rector, but you want to try a mono whitelist in a six player game. If that's you, <laughs> <laughs> uh, cut the Academy Rector, put in like a utility land or something that we suggested. Adventure play, the Meek. Play Armored Ascension. Got it. There you go. 57 spicy. Yes. With that academy rector getting cut. Wait, hang on just a second. Academy rectors are $80? I tell you that almost every week, and every week you say, What?
0: Maybe I'd blot it from my mind because it hurts me. Yes. They're around $80. God damn it. That, is, it a, is it American? Yes. That's a mortgage payment, Canadian. <sighs>
1: <sighs> 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 so that's the list. First list in Arc of Mono Problematic. Did we tackle the problems that we didn't tackle the problems that the color has because we didn't change anything? We just gave you some ideas on how to eke that advantage, wring it out of the deck, right?
0: We talk about embracing the problem in this particular case. White doesn't draw cards. It's never going to be good at drawing cards, digging for cards, finding answers. So you've got to find a way to. Just embrace that. you got to play creatures like we talked about during the list, like your Spirit of the Labyrinth, like your... Mentor of the Meek. Like your Ether-Sworn Canonist, like your Grand Abolisher, creatures that make it so that other players have to play your shitty game. Bring if, them, drag them down to your level. And if
1: they don't just wrath the board until they want to die
0: exactly or just wrath the board and then play those creatures so that they're playing your shitty game you can wrestle people onto your game plan with the permanence that you play and if you really just focus on the fact that that's what you're doing and you're not gonna outsmart anybody with a white deck you gotta rattlesnake people with the shit that you have you gotta blush bluff people with the shit that you have and that un that one untapped planes and that one card in your hand Ooh. that's how you keep people off you in mono-white, and that's how you solve the problem. There's other ways around it. You could build Bomberman combo if you're a douche, but that's not what we're going to do here on Commander Cookout. So overall, I think this deck is lots of fun, and I know that because I've played it. I think it's going to be more fun once I've put in some of Ryan's suggestions, some of my own research, and hopefully some suggestions from you guys. I hope that some of you do go out and drop the $500 it takes to build this deck. It's
1: not 500 You just got foils in there because you actually own this deck.
0: Oh, yeah, right. So it would be way less than that.
1: The, the $4 it takes to build this deck?
0: Yeah, the $4.2 it would take to build this deck in real life. Go out, play it, have some fun. If you have some suggestions that we missed, please let us know. Maybe you could even put them in a YouTube comment where you could be entered to win our super sweet foil card of the week for a week giveaway. That brings us to the end of another exciting episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. We're going to follow the Wooburg wheel, wheel around for next week. We're going to do a mono blue list. Oh, baby. What faults does mono blue have? What's the holes in its game?
1: Let me ask you a different question.
0: What could be worse than mono white, Brando? Mono blue. <laughs> and we're going to do that for you guys on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song!